0: The Dental Download Podcast is your source for insight into dental school, conversations with dentists, specialists, and leaders in the industry. With new episodes every Monday morning, I'm your host, Haley Schultz. Let's get into this week's episode. All right. Hi, everyone. So we have another guest here today. I'm bringing you another dental student, and I'm going to let Colby introduce himself a little bit.
1: Hey, everybody. Um, My name is Colby Dean. I am from a small town in Alabama uh, named McIntosh. I am a first-year dental student at Tufts University uh, School of Dental Medicine in Boston, Massachusetts. Um, I did my undergrad at University of Alabama in Birmingham. And then I got a master's at Mississippi College and eight years of work. And here I am, finally.
0: So eight years, undergrad, master's and like gap year type things.
1: Yeah. So um, I kind of had like, I guess you could say a year and a half gap year and then five years undergrad and then like a year and a half of master's. I think that math adds up. To eight years, yeah.
0: <laughs> well, cool. Do you want to walk us through? Just like, when did you know you wanted to be a dentist? What kind of steps did you have to take to get there? How did your timeline work?
1: Yeah. So, um, you ask anyone from my childhood or from my town, I've always said I wanted to be a dentist. Like from kindergarten on, a dentist, 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 dentist. I've loved going to the dentist. My dentists were great. Um, And it was just really the only thing that's ever stuck out to me. My mom uh, is a nurse. My sister's a nurse. My brother's a nurse. I've been surrounded by a bunch of nurses. And you would have thought I'd have been a nurse, but that is just absolutely not what I wanted to do. Um, And dentistry has always stuck out to me. And I never really knew why. And I guess I kind of developed a why just as I was growing up, um, I am Native American. I'm a member of the Mohawk Band of Choctaw Indians um, in South Alabama. And a huge part of like my culture is always giving back to our people. And I kind of looked around in high school and even like early on in undergrad when I didn't really understand why I wanted to be a dentist. And I started thinking, I was like, a lot of people in my tribe, like they're they don't want to smile because they're ter- not terrified, they're um, embarrassed. So they'll put their hands over their mouth or if they laugh, laugh, they'll put their hands over their mouth. Um, and a lot of times when I said I wanted to be a dentist, I would have many people like walk up to me, hey, do you know like what I should do about this? Or um, I have this pain going on. And I was like, I, I really don't know. So I saw a need in my tribe specifically in my area for oral health care. And it was at that point I was like, oh, so this is this is why I want to be a dentist. This is my calling and this is my passion. And they've supported me the entire time. I moved um, from my small town near Mobile, Alabama, up to Birmingham. And That was one of uh, my first big moves, I guess you could say. I'm going from a small town to what is the biggest city in Alabama. And I stayed there for five years. And the first four years I got my uh my degree in uh, healthcare management and a minor in chemistry, which was tough to get there. Um, I made it, but barely. Um, I wasn't like a 4.0 student. I barely kept a 3.1, 3.2, and that was only because of my healthcare management classes. Um, my science GPA was probably, I think I calculated it at like a 2.6, maybe. Um, So I never was just the top tier student. I barely scraped by. I was that average student. Um, And then once I graduated, I moved, I came back home. I was still in the application process. And at this point, it was my second application process. The first time I had been denied and I I knew I was going to get denied. But it was one of those, you know, I have nothing to lose moments. Second time. Um, I retook the DAT, and I got a a higher score, and I mean, I'm not afraid to talk about it. I got a 17 the first time, and um, an 18 the second time, Um, and I did that right before I moved home and submitted my application, and I got denied again from everybody. I applied for a master's at uh, my undergraduate institution, UAB, did the interview, got denied for it. Um, And so I was just kind of, you know, upset. I didn't know why I was getting denied all the time. I was like, why, why? So I reached out to some mentors um, in my family and my friends who all support me and my tribe. And the consensus that we came to is I needed a master's because my grades just weren't good enough. So then I was like, well, I guess I'm moving to Clinton, Mississippi. (laughs) It is a small, small town. And the university is very small as well, private uh, Christian university. And um, but um, so I moved to Clinton, Mississippi, a small university out in the middle of nowhere. And um, I got my master's there, and it was super hard, very hard. Um, so with that, we had to do like some medical school and dental school um, level courses. So I did medical physiology. um, I did histology. And my last semester there, I did full body gross anatomy. So we did full body dissections, um, along with other elective courses that were helpful like microbiology, biochem, um, food and water microbiology. So all these classes, it helped to um, prove to myself that I could do it and I could get in because You know, doubt starts to creep into your mind saying you're not good enough. You're not going to be able to handle the rigor of dental school. But I proved to myself that I could do it because I came out with a 3.75 GPA. I was pushed to my limits. um, And I got to dental school, finally, because of that program. And um, I'm not, I wouldn't like to say I'm breezing through gross anatomy right now. But I'm doing fairly well at managing um, the material and everything because I've seen it before. So um, that's my story. And that's why I'm here or how I got here, I guess.
0: Yeah. Wow. Well, congrats on getting in and all the hard work that you put in. Did you notice anything? Obviously, there was a big improvement in your grades from undergrad to the master's. What kind of changed for you? Was it study habits? Did you have more help? (laughs) how did that work so i think
1: it was a little bit of all what you just said um not i'm not going to bash my university um undergraduate university but they were very cutthroat um in my freshman year bio which is one of the one my the second one bio2 i failed and the professor her passing rate was 40% and this was coming from like students that studied it wasn't like a night before cram session it was all week before the exam and she told us she was like this is a weed out course if you don't pass my class you're never going to be a dentist you'll never be a doctor you'll never be a nurse and it was you know that it was just like always negativity like if you're not the smartest person in the room you're not going to do well you have to have good grades you have to want to do research which is not it in my personal opinion everyone like good healthcare providers are ones that have a genuine heart and a passion and a drive to give and provide those services to the need. Um, And But when I got to Mississippi College, I found a support group. Um, The university cared. They wanted us to do well. Um, The classes were harder, but because I had the support, I had the drive to do better. I did better. I studied harder. I put in the work um you know they would tell us before class started they would say yeah this class is hard you can do it if you're struggling come to me we want you to come to us don't you know just sit there and suffer alone because that's not beneficial to either party um so I think overall my study habits they definitely changed, but because of the support um and then another thing too it's I just it was one of those things I had to get to dental school I was gonna let nothing stop me like I had to for my people and everyone around me and another um, there's an organization called society of American Indian dentists. Um, they supported me through every denial. Uh, I had people reach out to institutions um, asking like, Hey, do you know any stakeholders here? Um, can you contact Colby? Tell him what he needs to do with his application. They supported me with scholarships, simple mentorship. Um, i got a, uh, an opportunity to uh, do like a, well, I was offered the opportunity to do a DAT like training course scholarship. Um, and then I think with them also, I did do a DAT prep class, but yes, I, I got a scholarship to do it, but it was through like an uh, another organization, kind of like a subgroup under Society of American Indian Dentists. Um, but yeah, so all these people have supported me and, um, their support only encouraged me and increased my drive to want to do it because if they believe in me, I believe in me and I'm needed in my community. So I have to do it.
0: That's all really great. And I hear from a lot of students that might be coming from a similar place that you were at one point in your journey. A lot of people reach out to me. I go to a school that doesn't have a strong pre-health program or I'm first generation. I don't know anyone in dentistry. Like, how can I figure all this out? Like, how do I find mentors? What kind of steps did you take to get involved in this organization and do you have advice for any other um, students?
1: Um, The biggest thing, biggest piece of advice I could give is these organizations normally establish themselves for the sole purpose of helping. So don't be afraid to reach out to any organization. Um, ask, be like, hey, do you take on like pre-dental students? Um, can I be a student member, like a pre-dental student member? Uh, find at least one solid person that can be a mentor and they may know someone or you know, branch out because that's how it was for me. Um, My cousin's husband—he is the first American Indian plastic surgeon in our Um, country—and he's been a mentor pretty much my entire life. And he's the one that got got me connected to Society of American Indian Dentists. And then from there, it's just like branched out, and I've made connections everywhere. So just not being afraid to get online, research, see if like you know there's an organization for first generation dentists or um, you know, whatever minority group or, um, ethnic group or anything like that. Cause they, I know there's like a Hispanic dental association, um, society of American Indian dentists, dentists, uh, yeah, society of American Indian dentists. Um, so there's a lot of organizations out there that they want to help. So just reach out, see like what they can do for you.
0: And that's one thing I noticed about Tufts dental school. Cause I did interview there and I really did love it. I love that it's mm-hmm. such a big class size and I feel like they are a pretty diverse group and I think that's really great. Have you noticed that with your classmates that you've got to meet so far? Like, do you feel welcomed and included in your program so far?
1: Uh, I would say 100%, I feel welcome, I feel included. Um, it really feels like a big family and the diversity is insane. Um, we went over on during orientation, I think on our first day um like uh the national averages for you know the demographics um for dental schools and then what ours is and ours like for um the minority groups were way over average and that for me is exciting to see because um and I know specifically what excited me is that there are three american indian um students in my uh cohort and a lot of other dental schools you look have zero, which is a problem. And we're, you know, Society of American Indian Dentists and myself are, you know, we try to get out there, promote and give representation. But, um, that was just a sidebar. <laughs> um, it's, it, it's exciting to see that because, you know, a lot of people from like minorities, we're at a disadvantage sometimes compared to our counterparts. Um, And if you give people an opportunity and you show them some love and support, they'll usually surprise you. Every one of my classmates that I've met, they may not, you know, have gone to an Ivy League. They may not have gone to, like, the best of the best school, but they have the heart, they have the drive, and I know they have the mind to take it on. And that excites me. And um, I love all of them, and I feel like they love me, too. So we've had a good time um, the first, like, month and a half I've been here. So excited to keep going forward with it.
0: And I feel like I've gotten to know a lot about your background so far from what we've talked about, but what would you say for when you applied to dental school, your application was the aspect of it that you were like most confident in or something that you felt would really make you shine to the dental schools?
1: Um, I always tell people like your application is it's all about balancing out. So my grades weren't great. However, my personal statement, I thought was, you know, a a home run. I thought I hit it out the park. So that one, I was very confident in Um, service, uh, volunteer. That for me was one of my strong suits, Um, extracurricular activities. So I think more on that aspect of my application, I was super confident, had no worries with that. The only thing was like my DAT was average. Um, and my grades were average and, until I did the master's and even still with my undergrad GPA, my master's, it kind of leveled out to just a little bit above average. Um, but, you know, to all the people out there that may not have the best GPA or the best DAT, there are schools out there and around the country that are looking for people that have a drive, that have the, um, the volunteering and giving back mentality um and just keep your grade that if it's average that they're looking for you you are for this, that school and i know tufts is one of the universities kind of like that they're very big on service they obviously want you to have a good dat and good gpa but they're very big on service so look for those schools that are focusing in on service look at their mission statements look at their vision statements because sometimes the vision of where they want to go in the future that you know, that could include you, you could help them propel them into their vision.
0: Is that something you did when you were picking like your list of schools you applied to? Did you kind of research what they were all about? Look at average statistics or did you apply based on location or like what were the factors you were considering?
1: So for applying to dental schools, I looked at location because I wanted to stay in the South. I did not want to deal with the cold weather, the cold winters. However, I ended up in Boston. So I don't know how that happened. But um, I looked at location and 100% I looked at um, the, um, their missions. Um, and whenever I looked at their mission statement, if it said something about service, I dug a little bit deeper because sometimes institutions will say they're about service, but it's all talk, no action. And so I kind of looked into, like, how they give back to the communities. What opportunities do dental students have to give back and their organizations? Um, And then also I looked at demographics. Um, Demographics was huge for me because I wanted diversity. Um, So those are pretty much the three factors that I personally looked at. And I think um, Tufts didn't check off the location, (laughs) but it definitely uh, you know, marked off the other two.
0: Yeah, definitely. I mean, I really love Tufts. I think you're going to have a great four years there. I know you're just getting started and everything. Another thing I want to ask about the application process <laughs> and everything. You went through virtual interviews, right? For all your schools. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because back when I interviewed, it was still pre-COVID. So I got to go in person and everything. Do you have advice for... Like Zoom or virtual interviews for people.
1: Um, best advice I can give is you know to just kind of get rid in your head, like like get rid of it, thinking that it's a screen, it's virtual. Just act like you're in person. Act like you're Facetiming a friend. I know I say that, but I'm 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 always nervous too. Um, but just kind of get rid of it thinking that, like, it's going to be harder because it's virtual. Take all the um, aspects of a virtual interview, the negative parts, and try to just see see the positives of it. I mean, a lot of us wanted to wear cozy pants, so we wore cozy pants and just look nice from the, uh, from the waist up. Um, so I guess, I mean, there's not really much good advice I can give because um, I'm just pretty confident when it comes to um, being on screen. Uh, but I guess that's the best thing I can say. Is just like, get rid of the negativity. Just that like you're talking with a friend?
0: Did you find that your, I guess, confidence with public speaking that I can tell that you have, did that, is that just like naturally your personality or did you have different like jobs or involvements growing up that kind of brought that out of you?
1: Um, I guess you could say I have a lot of like customer service, um, from like my jobs and undergrad, but I think one of the bigger things would be um, my mom and my dad. So my mom and my dad—they um, are big pillars in the community. Um, so everyone would always come to my uh, to my dad um, to get stuff. Uh, the cars worked on because he was a mechanic, and he worked out of town doing doing construction. Um, so I was always interacting with a lot of people from the community because of him. Uh, my mom, she is a nurse. She currently sits on four different boards. She's a councilwoman for our tribe. She is a councilwoman for um, on the board of directors. I think is what they call it um, for the county hospital. Um, she's a, an elder in the church. I guess you can call her that now. Um, if you're listening, mom, you're not old, you're just getting on up there. Uh, But, you know, seeing all those, and then my grandfather was um, chief of our tribe back in the uh, early 80s. So I've kind of just been exposed to a lot of people and having very um, strong-headed, leveled, outspoken, uh, confident uh, figures in my life. And so it's just kind of like passed on down to me. Um, And I guess too, I just had to get out of my comfort zone with being one of the first dentists in my tribe. And it's me and um, another girl at LSU Dental School, Celine. So we would be the first two um, in our tribe. So we've kind of just had to, you know, take that on and uh, be more confident and being able to talk to people.
0: And it seems like your role models are obviously coming from a lot of different organizations, and your community, is there ways that you're planning to get involved in dental school that you're looking forward to, or are you thinking more like do the school and then kind of keep your current outside communities, if that makes sense?
1: Um, I'm definitely planning on getting involved. Um, I couldn't be me if I didn't. Um, There, since there is a growing population of American Indians in our school, um, there's not a organization at Tufts um for you know American Indians. So I'm thinking about possibly starting that. Um and then I do plan to join ASDA. I know uh, you work with ASDA. I'm going yes. to the meeting tonight. Um SNDA, I plan to join. Um, I think I want to specialize in oral surgery, so I'm probably gonna join um their organization here. Um some outreach programs and doing some volunteer work and everything. So I'll definitely have a full plate, but uh, I have to have a full plate or I fall behind.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I I definitely relate to you there. I love being busy and being involved in stuff. So we're similar in that way. Um, So you mentioned oral surgery. That was going to be kind of my last question before we wrap up. Like what, as of now, you're literally just getting started, but what's kind of your long term goals for dentistry and for life in general?
1: Um, so I'm still trying to decide. Um, I've always said I wanted to do cosmetic dentistry, but over like the past year, and I know this is weird, but doing like gross anatomy dissections, I just, you know, kind of like being more involved and like having the scalpel and doing more things. Um, but I've also not gotten to clinic yet, so (laughs) that may change, but either way, um, I do oral surgery or if I just do general dentistry and, uh, don't. Do a uh, a residency, then um, I'll probably go do like the cosmetic dentistry route. Um, but either way, either route I go, I do want to start a nonprofit um, for give trying to give free uh, healthcare out in my area or wherever I am. Um, I volunteered with an organization back in Birmingham called Cahaba Valley Healthcare. And that was their mission and that's what they did. They provided free healthcare and it kind of just inspired me that if they can do it then I can do it and I can start it and, you know, maybe get grants to help out, but kind of take it bigger, go nationally with it if I can, but, you know, start small in my tribe and my community and then go from there.
0: That's awesome. So you do have interest in going back to Alabama, probably.
1: You'll see. At some point, maybe, yeah. <laughs> maybe <laughs> definitely yeah. want to travel around, but I'll yeah. more than likely I'll end up back in Alabama or somewhere close, Florida.
0: Yeah. Somewhere without crazy winters like Boston. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that, that's for sure.
0: Yeah, it won't be so bad. I mean, I've always had winter, but I love winter. So maybe you'll end up loving it. Who knows? <laughs>
1: I love summer. I love (laughs) beaches. (laughs) So doubtful.
0: Well, at least you got to move there in the summer. So it was a little bit of a smoother transition, weather wise, at least
1: (laughs) for sure.
0: So before we wrap up, I always like to kind of ask people for closing thoughts or like final words of wisdom for in our case, I guess for this, it'll be pre-dental students. So do you have any closing thoughts?
1: always um so I guess the thing I could say is you know don't give up I mean I was told no but probably I calculated probably 40 schools um through three different cycles um I'm 26 I'll be 27 in April um when I graduate I'll be 30 I always was terrified about you know just being 30 when I graduated but you know don't give up if your dream is to be a dentist keep pushing reach out to anybody that you can like reach out to a dentist that you're shadowing, you know, just don't give up. I don't care what it takes. Get there. Um, If your grades aren't good and you're finished with undergrad, go find a master's. Um, If you need more service, there is always an organization looking for volunteer. Um, But I guess the biggest take home would be just don't give up. There's always someone out there that you can reach out to and lean on and, i'm always open for anyone to um you know dm me on instagram or facebook wherever um because i i want i want to be a a a support for you if you need it um because i've been through it and finally made it here now and i'm going to be leaning on some d2s d3s and d4s (laughs) so um you know i'm just passing on the love and support
0: Thank you for that. And I will like tag you and everything when the episode goes up, but do you want to just say your Instagram for people if they want to type it in while they're listening?
1: (laughs) Yeah. So, um, my Instagram, my dental school Instagram is going to be dentist underscore Dean and my last name that's D is in Delta E A N. So, um, check it out. I just made it like two weeks ago. I'm still trying to post some, um, more uh content and stuff on there so uh but give it a follow talk to me i always have my phone (laughs) within three feet of me it's right here so yeah
0: yeah i'm glad you made it because that's how we connected so it's crazy how many people i've gotten to meet because of like having a dental school instagram page it's pretty wild and it's been really great so hopefully you also shout out to the instagram algorithm (laughs) I know. Definitely. Okay. Well, thank you so much for your time. I really, really appreciate it. And it was really fun Mm -hmm. getting to know you. And I know this episode is going to help a lot of people.
1: Absolutely. Thank you for having me and reaching out to be on here. I always want to be able to tell my story and be supportive of people.